Hello and welcome to what is going to be an untitled football podcast until me and my wonderful co-host can uh, come up with a name for it. The untitled uh, football podcast. <laughs> yes, the only the only untitled football podcast out there. Uh, my name is Anthony. Hi, right, nice to meet you. My name is Evan Stark. What up? What up? Good to meet you, Anthony. Good to meet you. <laughs> I'm afraid to do this, man. It's a crazy week of college football last week. Like it really was. There's like almost not enough time to talk about all of it. Well, there's that. There's never enough time to talk about college football. Uh, we had um, the new football rankings come out uh, last night. Actually, uh, we've got. 10 wonderful teams, a new team coming into the top 10 this week, pushing out the Florida Gators, deservedly so, though. So we'll uh, jump right in and get started with our uh, top 10 rankings. Um, at number 10, we've got Oklahoma. Uh, what's your thoughts on Oklahoma? Honestly, I don't really think they're going to sneak into the playoff. That uh, loss to, what was that, Kansas State? No, that's, that's going to keep them out. That's going to keep them out, but... Oh, they definitely, they yeah, I mean, they definitely need help, in my opinion. I think the Pac-12 champion, assuming they finish with one loss, are going to be uh, chosen over Oklahoma. So they definitely need help, but you can't say they're out of the playoff race. Every team in the top 10 has is either undefeated or has a loss, but they're still in there. Right. It would be a shame to not see Jalen Hurts get in because like he legit has slid right into that role and he's been slinging all over the field. He's been rushing for like 250 a game. It feels like he's been hitting teams over the head with a brick when it comes to the offense. But like, I don't think Oklahoma is going to get in because the one thing we've known about Oklahoma for a while is that their defense, they'll never beat anybody that matters with that. Like their defense is consistently awful. Oh, it definitely uh, roared its ugly head this past weekend. Um, they easily, easily could have lost that game against Iowa State. But uh, props to Iowa State for going for that two-point conversion. I, you know, good, good call. I don't blame them. But Oklahoma got away with another game. They've got Baylor coming up this weekend, so we'll uh, we'll see how much the committee rates Baylor. If Oklahoma beats Baylor, do you see them moving up super far or no, actually, because the committee has already shown a lack of respect for nine and old Baylor by having them at 13. Like if you, they can't even crack the top 10. That That's just disrespectful right there. So beating that team, the committee yeah. is just going to say, well, every reason we had for keeping Baylor out the top 10 was just justified by losing to Oklahoma as if losing to Oklahoma is some sort of, punishment that's just unheard of like everybody loses to Oklahoma <laughs> yeah but at the same time it would be Baylor's first signature win so the committee might you know take notice and say hey man let's uh let's move them up just a tad I agree with that. um that'll be interesting story though but yeah Baylor's had some some other type of schedule almost an uh ACC like schedule shall we say for right now I do agree it has been pretty weak and Unfortunately for them, they don't have the Ohio State um, style points. Ohio State has been knocking people off by 50, and Baylor's just been winning some convincing games, but not to the degree that we would like to see. No, no, Baylor definitely has work to do. Oklahoma's got work to do. And another team that got their first loss this uh, past weekend, Penn State, losing to the team that is ranked one spot ahead of them. But, uh, they still, uh, they still control their destiny. They still play Ohio State, I think, two weeks from now, week and a half from now. Um, I don't think they'll win that game. But if they do, 
we could see a potential rematch in the Big Ten title game, and they're still well on for the playoffs. It could be a one finish for Penn State, but they need they need a big win over over the Ohio State Completely University. Agree. I do like Penn State at number nine. Like they did play a really good team in Minnesota that nobody seems to believe in, but they control their own destiny. They beat Ohio State and they go to the Big Ten title game, likely against Minnesota again. That just means they avenge the loss, and I mean they should be fully in the playoff if they can just run the table and get their conference championship. So Penn State at nine is, yeah, I agree with it. I agree with it. There's a lot of football left to be played, a lot of left to see, and they really control their own destiny there. Yeah, I agree with it. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't maybe knock them down behind Oklahoma, but Oklahoma's lack of scheduling and Penn State's lost to a really good team on the road, shall we say, um, by five, almost won the game on the last play. So I can't really fault the committee. Um, but with that, my my current favorite team in the top ten, uh, roll that boat, baby! Criminally oh my low, and god! It, it really angers me. Like I'm not supposed to be mad until like conference championship week at rankings, but Minnesota at eight, like they should be at least five spots higher. They should be at number four. Oh my god! Yeah, I 100% agree. You've got Utah ahead of them, who's who haven't beaten anybody. Oregon has one quality loss, but hasn't really beaten anybody. And Bama just lost to their only quality opponent that they've played. Uh, I mean, an undefeated Big Ten team, you've got to win over a top four team or a, a team that was top four when you played. How is How are you number eight? I mean, oh, really that's is. criminal right there. And don't that is that unfortunate. Georgia lost at home to South Carolina, who was on their third string quarterback. That is inexcusable. We have the same team that just lost to uh, App State this past weekend. Shout out My to beers. App State. Be- oh, man. Beat South Carolina uh, on the road. Uh, that's inexcusable. But, yeah, Minnesota being down at at number eight is – I don't know what the committee is really thinking. They had them, what, 17 last week? So I understand them not maybe wanting to put them up too many spots. But at this point, how are you not a believer that this team can get to and it, win a Big Ten title this year? It wasn't the fact maybe that they just more. went out and beat Penn State and managed to escape. Like, it felt like – with that atmosphere and the energy of that team, you could have put anybody in front of them. They probably would have beat them. They controlled all 60 minutes of that game. Like, it never felt like Penn State was really into it. That's the biggest point there. Like, style points I get matter, but Minnesota controlled all three phases, all 60 minutes of that game. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was no – other than the the very last play of the game, the, the throw that was – Almost caught, almost picked off. Um, there was not a, a second in that game where I thought, hey, Penn State's probably going to come back and win this game. But I think Minnesota and their coach trying to get out of there with a win probably started running clock a little bit too early. They started way too early in the third quarter, uh, just sort of letting you know the clock run down, and they didn't score enough and let Penn State have the ball back and get back into that game, which they shouldn't have done, but – Nine and zero. Absolutely. Like, what else when, is there to when say? When it comes to Minnesota, looking forward, they have to go to the uh, Kinnick Stadium and play the Iowa Hawkeyes, and that is where dreams go to die. I've seen too many top ten, top five teams with national title aspirations go into Kinnick Stadium, get smacked in the face with a shovel, and just get buried there. So I think if Minnesota comes out with that, 
they're going to have all the confidence in the world going into the uh, battle for Paul Bunyan's axe against the Badgers. Those two are going to be their biggest games of the season. I think that's what the committee is waiting for because to date, Minnesota's only had to play Penn State. They haven't had to play ranked team ranked ranked teams consistently in what is the Big Ten's easier division. So I can understand the fact that they're there at eight. I do wish they were a little bit higher though, because we don't understand how hard it is to go undefeated. Well, there's only three other teams. Well, four other teams, excuse me. I always forget that Baylor's undefeated. There are four other teams in college football right now that are undefeated, and we will get to three of them in just a minute. But, uh, yeah, I mean, college football, you're in week 11 at this point, and you've, you're you 9-0. and uh, That's, I mean, props to them. Put them in the top Absolutely. four. Like, because let's have some fun with uh, it. Minnesota that they're 11-1. and one. Like, let's just assume they beat everybody but lose to Wisconsin. You're telling them that they're 11-1, and one, which is a quality loss to a really tough, physical, good Wisconsin team, isn't the same level as Georgia's 11 and one against a terrible South Carolina team on their backups, backup quarterback at home. And I think that the committee really doesn't evaluate losses as well as they should. I don't think they take into account a lot when it comes to losses. I mean, we're seeing right now that pretty much um, I think having quality wins is more important than having quality losses because Georgia's sitting at number four with, with two quality wins over Florida. Um, and who was the other team they beat earlier in the season? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, uh, but they've got two top 10 wins, which is second, I yes, believe, only to LSU. To, uh, Notre Dame, and um, then Notre Dame got then, blasted by a Michigan team that's not any good, and I just kind of took a hit for that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, I think it took a hit for a lot of people, but then you look at Alabama, and they're sitting at 8-1, and one. But they're behind Georgia because of their lack of quality wins. They don't have a single quality win on their resume. Um, obviously, they lost to the best team in the country. But I think the committee really takes into account quality wins more than they take into account I can agree having with that. good I see exactly or bad what losses. Your point is there. I just, I really, 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 maybe I just love underdogs. But I am rowing the boat over here, man. Like, I am sitting there with my boat oars coming out of both of my hands, and I'm just going, man. I'm on the hype train. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've already put oh, money down. Dude, they're winning the national title this year, win. 100%. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Dude, winning the national title. Were they, Dude, give me, a, give me Minnesota and give me one loss, Ohio State, in the national title teams. game. I'm sick of two SEC teams. I'd be... Uh, it depends on. I mean, Georgia and Alabama well, gave us a hell of a fight they two years ago. They always play great games. But at that number seven, I'm curious for your thoughts on this because I don't really feel any type of way about it. We have Utah, and I guess by extension, at number six, we have Oregon. I don't yeah. like Utah at seven, mostly because I they really haven't played anybody of substance. I watched a few of their games. Not gonna lie, I don't know why the Pac-12. And their TV partners are so terrible with getting their teams and the viewership of people. But I don't really think Utah's that good. I really don't. The Pac-12 is like having a down year attached to how bad they um, are normally. It's... 
I I agree. Um, these two teams are obviously here because they are Power Five conference teams with one loss each and are on a collision course to play in the Pac-12 title game. And I think the committee is trying to make the Pac-12 title game as hyped as they can. I mean, two top 10 teams, same conference, uh, putting it all on the line for hopefully a playoff spot. Um, You can't ask for much more than that. But if you look at Utah and Oregon's schedule, we might as well lump them together because um, Utah's loss was was USC. It was a road game loss. Um, It's not a terrible team to lose to, but USC is definitely nothing special this year. Um, and their win, their their one quality win that you could argue is a quality win is Arizona State. But Arizona State, um, since then, um, has really fallen off. They're not ranked anymore. They've lost two or three games since they lost to Utah. And then you've got Oregon sitting in the uh, number six spot. Their one loss was obviously that neutral site, last second loss to Auburn uh, the opening weekend of the season. And their one debatable quality win was against the uh, yeah, that the Washington Huskies. Is right. Washington um, has kind of taken a fall off a cliff this year. They are not the uh, Pac-12 contenders we all thought they would be. I think the, you know, I can't complain with either of these teams being in the top 10, right. but I would put them behind Minnesota. Uh, I would probably put them behind Sorry Penn State. That. edit that out. That was my work phone. <laughs> um, oh, you're good. Um, I would, yeah, I would put these teams behind almost everybody else in the top ten. I would put them at, at nine and ten, maybe. Um, but I understand what the committee's doing, and I understand that the committee has, you know, they've they've got their agenda. They have to rank the Pac-12 uh, or the the Power Five teams accordingly, and. Six and seven is not bad. One of them is going to lose, and presumably the other one will be in the playoffs yeah, unless let's just assume somehow a there's a two-loss Pac-12 that we champ. have either an 11-1 Oregon or an 11-1 Utah. That's a, Pac-12, um, that's a Pac-12 champion. Assume LSU wins out and assume, George, assume LSU wins out. Could you put a one-loss Oregon or Utah ahead of a one-loss Alabama team? That one is, I think the, and we've seen this before, we we have, um, so I don't know how the committee is going to rank it this year, but conference championships are supposed to mean something, Um, especially, especially if you're a power five conference champion. So I'm not sure how you could look at a one loss Oregon or one loss Utah, a you know, a one-loss Minnesota, a one-loss Penn State, or if Ohio State has one loss. I don't understand how you could look at any of those teams with one loss, but they win their conference and say that Alabama yeah, deserves I, to I be the and number four of team. Alabama, that just doesn't make sense number to me. Five, and I'm going to let you tell me your thoughts on it because I don't want to take the spotlight too much. I hate Alabama at number five. I really, really hate it. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. If we were talking about last year when Alabama maybe had a, a slightly better schedule, I'd be okay with it. But this year, their schedule up to this point has been, I mean, it's been garbage, to be completely honest with you, other than LSU. But that's obviously, that's their one loss we're talking about. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I just, I hate it as well. It's just, it's trash. 
Like, I really can't. Like, LSU came out with their hair on fire, and they went up by 20. Like, I can't get mad at that. What I'm mad at is that that's the only actual game they're going to play this year. That's it. Their out-of-conference schedule was Duke, New Mexico State, Southern Miss, and the Catamounts of Western Carolina. I don't know what we're going to do with that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know, know Western Carolina that. was and called the, the Catamounts. So that's, uh... Texas A&M, and A&M got beat by every real team they played. And at the time of recording this, Auburn is 13. That ranking is exclusively held up by the Oregon win and because Bo Nix's late-game heroics. But outside of that, Bo Nix has been an aggressively average quarterback. Is that fair? Um. Yeah, I, I – it's tough. I don't know if – He's been pedestrian, I think, this year. He's a freshman. He's got room to grow. Auburn fans don't, you know, freak out. But, yeah, I just – I think Auburn being where they are is fair. But I, I will say this. Alabama will beat Auburn at the end of the year, and all the Bama fans and all the people in the committee that love Alabama and it, want a and reason to put them in it. the playoffs will it, use that Auburn, game as the reason that, that Bama gets defense. in the playoffs. Their offense is just very kind of there. And Alabama – you had one real test. Like, this is kind of why I like four teams and four teams only in the playoff. That was a regular season playoff game. You lost. That's the only real team you'll face. Now you have to play Mississippi State and Auburn. You don't, I, I don't want to see it. I've seen what I need to see out of you when you're playing a high-level opponent. And how is it fair to LSU? They went in to Tuscaloosa, went up by 20 at the half, and then held on. I don't need to see anything else. LSU clearly far and away won that game. They had control over it. I was anxious on the edge of my seat because I've seen teams go, I've seen teams just jump over Alabama and still lose, but LSU held on on the road and all of their tough games have been on the road. I don't need to see Alabama in there. They have proved nothing. (laughs) And I can't let you win off of your reputation being Alabama because Maybe it's just me, yeah. and I'm going to ask you for your thoughts on this specifically, but Alabama this year seems as talented as it's, as it's ever been, but they don't really seem as cohesive as previous Alabama teams. Is that just me? Uh, no, I definitely think that Alabama this year is – I mean, even the teams that they are playing when they're not playing teams like LSU and Auburn, um, they're not – beating them by I mean last year Alabama beat Ole Miss by like 50 points um and they still you know they're beating teams by solid amounts um but they're not beating teams the way that Alabama teams beat teams these teams are scoring points on Alabama's defense uh they're keeping games closer a a lot longer than I think Alabama fans would like to see their team be in these games but um I think the defense has really let Alabama down this year, and I don't think that's right, something that you, you say about Alabama line is good, every year. not great. Their running game is good, not great. Their defense, there's talent all over the board. There's future NFL players in there, but like none of it's just come together yet. And they're not the traditional physical Alabama team that we're used to. They're throwing it all, all over the field, but... I don't know what happened to Tua. Like He doesn't look the same this year, and I know he was injured 
but that's that's not as enough of an excuse. Like he was still slinging it with some precision. LSU just played objectively the better game. And Alabama, I don't care if they beat the next three teams on their schedule by 160 to oh, zero. Yeah, they don't need to be in. They don't deserve it. You had one game on your schedule you need to be focused on, and you lost it. Sorry, we'll see you next year. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But before we move on to the top four, um, I thought it was funny that you mentioned that the playoffs should stay to four teams. I personally would like to see a six-team playoffs where the Power Five champions are automatically in and you take the best group of five champion and put them in. But um, other than that, expanding it to 8, 12, 16, 24, whatever you want to do, no, there's no need for that. Let's get the four best teams in. We'll always argue about it, but let's put see, the four like best teams in, as well. or in my the opinion, the six best, that, and go that, fight it out and see who wins. Launched with. If they would have launched that in the very beginning, I'm okay with that, because once you expand to six, then there's a lot more teams that deserve to be in that are left out, and then it's going to go to eight, and then go to 12 and 16 and at which point just do it how the fcs does it honestly like just do it that way because again there's in-season playoff games i want it to be exclusive because regular season games need to mean something in the nfl regular season games don't mean that much like oh if the patriots lose in like week 10 it's like okay we still have like 15 more games to play it doesn't really matter in college there's always going to be somebody that's left out. Like we have the NCAA men's basketball tournament. They have 64 teams. There's always somebody complaining about, oh, well, they let this team in. They should let this team in. It's like there's 64 of you. How can we not get this right? <laughs> yeah, I, I can agree. And I understand, you know, once you expand once, you'll probably expand again. So stick with what your gut said first and just stick to four but it's when you put so much emphasis on there being a you know a group a power five group of conferences how are you you know how do you choose which which conference is or, or conference is in the top four I mean how do you leave one of those conferences out in the past couple of years uh they've left two out you know we've had two SEC teams in there a couple of times so it's just, um, you know, how much do these conference titles matter? How much do, you know, playing Power 5 games in Power 5 conferences matter if you're just going to choose, you know, four teams at almost what seems like random, throw them in there, and then, you know, I just think there needs to be more of a structure on how they choose those four teams. But with that being said, we will move on to the the four teams that, would as of right now, if the season ended today, be in the playoffs. And at number four, we've got the Georgia Bulldogs, of course. Um, their one loss was at home to South Carolina. Granted, it wasn't overtime, but oh, for sure, I, um, that's I don't still like not it. a Mostly good blemish to have on like your record. That's where Minnesota should be. And if you really believe Oregon should be high, that's where um, Oregon should be. I there's more football left to be played. I guess Georgia and LSU still have to meet in the SEC title game, so it's nothing worth getting bent out of shape about. But I was actually pretty surprised that the committee upgraded Georgia to four. I mean, I didn't see anything out there victory last week. I didn't really see anything that was to write home about. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, in my opinion... 
there are two clear top top teams, and then there's everybody else this year. Um, and we'll get to why I think that in a minute. But you know, going back to your point, if you you know if you don't think Georgia gets upgraded to four, and you don't think Alabama deserves to be there, I mean, you take Oregon? Do you take you know Minnesota? I mean, you said Minnesota, but well, of course not. <laughs> did you really think the committee was going to jump them all the way from seventeen really up to four in, in one week? Or Penn State was fantastic. So <laughs> to have you only one spot above Penn State? I'm not really. Hey, I think on. everybody in the country was. But I really just wish they would have put some more respect on uh, the row the boat name. But Georgia being at four, it's just solid. They still have their biggest game of the schedule to come up against the number one ranked Tigers, but. <laughs> We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, assuming they they get there. They still have work to do. They've got Auburn and A&M before they can think about LSU. But this is an issue I've had all year. Um, And we'll talk about why now and later in the podcast. We've got a segment coming up. But the... The Clemson Tigers at number really three. Upset uh, what what do you how do you feel about these guys? I can't get mad at Clemson being three because they are number ten. And outside of the North Carolina game where they were on the road, they've pretty much smacked around everybody they've played. My issue is I wish we would not have teams ranked up until like week five and then we rank them. Because Clemson is so high strictly because they're Clemson. Like, Minnesota has had a tougher schedule than them. But then again, I can't hold the Tigers' terrible schedule against them because you can only play who you put on the field. You can't hold Clemson to the standard of nobody else in their conference is good. You can't hold 11 teams against them. But at the same time, your conference is awful. Like, nobody in the ACC is worth anything. No, especially not this year. And I'll I bring up that point because or I'm glad you brought up that point because I posted on Facebook um before I had the idea of this podcast. I just did a little fun game of blind resumes and I talked about the 2017 and the 2018 UCF teams that did not make the playoffs. And they played more teams that were ranked at the end of the season than Clemson will um and they didn't make the playoffs. So you are, the committee is literally saying, hey, it's Clemson. Hey, they're defending national champions. And hey, they're unbeaten. Let's put them at number three. But there is no reason that this team should be number three this year if yeah, UCF there's, there's couldn't no even crack the top Clemson four has not when they went undefeated two years in a row. As to why they should be the number third ranked team in the nation. They just really haven't. And it's not totally their fault because they haven't played anybody to just bring it out of them. But... We should at least get more of their conference. And if your conference is terrible, then how good are you really? Like, people love to complain yeah, that Notre Dame doesn't I mean, play anybody and they're in their own – they're independent. They just do their own thing. But if Notre Dame was 10-0, we'd be having the exact same conversation about them. Oh, yeah. I mean – and – you know, that's another good point. Notre Dame not being in a conference. Um, I'll just touch on this briefly. Personally agree they shouldn't even be allowed to go to the playoffs because they don't even have a chance to play in a conference championship game. So all these teams are playing an extra game while they sit back. 
that's not an issue this year, they're not going to make it. But uh, last year when they um, they made it and they didn't have to play while Clemson was playing their ACC title game, um, they should have used that to their advantage. Unfortunately, Clemson went out there and, and smacked them around. But uh, you have to be in a conference and you need to be in a good conference. And I I don't think Clemson's a top four team I this year. I really don't. I think a lot of I these teams are the top give 10 Clemson a loss. I think that handily the way they've been playing this year. I think Oregon, Utah, and Penn State would definitely give Clemson a run for their money. Trevor Lawrence is super lucky that Travis Etienne is back there rushing for 250 yards and three touchdowns a game because I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's just hurt and they're not telling us, but he has not looked like the same Trevor Lawrence of last year. No, I mean, last year, Trevor Lawrence was in the Heisman candidacy for the whole entire year, unfortunately losing to um, uh, what's-his-face and playing for Arizona now, um, Kyler Murray. But this year, um, he's throwing picks that NFL talent quarterback shouldn't be throwing. That game against Louisville really showed it off. You know, they're lucky that every team in their conference is – miles away from even being in the top 25 because they've just they've they're gonna get to the playoffs again not having played anybody and I'm sure they'll probably you know maybe even win the national title but there's it's two teams this year and it's everybody else and uh I agree with you that. can rank these two in any order I, but the committee yeah, has LSU the Ohio like State Buckeyes one. this week ranked and that's more two. of giving LSU the props they deserve. I mean, they played a high-level football game on the road at Texas, and they got Texas's best shot. Like, we can complain about Texas being, um, what is it, 6-3 and three all we'd like, but Texas lost to Oklahoma, and they lost to LSU, their two biggest games. You could see that after those two games, they just didn't have that same edge or that same energy because, in reality, their season's over. LSU... Went into Texas, won that game. Went on the road, smacked around Alabama and Tuscaloosa. I don't care who else you play. You're number one, strictly off of that. And Ohio State, they haven't had the uh, benefit of playing really good teams. They've played some solid teams, though. They've played uh, Cincinnati, who was surprisingly good. Put some respect on it. But other than that, it doesn't really matter who they've played. They've spanked everybody they've played by 50. That is the eyeball test that Clemson has not passed. Clemson doesn't look convincing when they play Ohio State. They outright strike fear in you. Plus, Chase Young, oh my goodness. That guy's a first-round pick. He's number one overall. Like He's scary how he abuses tackles. It's not even fair. <laughs> Well, it's not even fair. He he's got the speed of a wide receiver coming <laughs> off the edge, but he weighs like three hundred pounds. Yeah, I wouldn't no, just if I was the tackle in the other team. I'd just be way. like, Coach, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting on the he, bench. Just like, he might as well. He's gonna get six sacks anyway. He's a better athlete than anybody you're gonna put in front of him. And that Ohio State defense is just fearsome. Like, there's not anybody on that defense you can say, "Let's go after him." It's just not it. That's one of their best defenses in years, and. I do like the Ryan Day as coach more so than Urban Meyer because maybe it's just me again with this one. But Ryan Day looks like when he takes that field with his team, they're prepared enough to go out there and just outright kill somebody. With Urban Meyer, some games they would just let talent take over, and Ohio State's talented enough to get away with it. But Ryan Day, he's out there to, for blood. 
And that Ohio State has that edge to them that I haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah, they're Ohio State's insane this year. But if we, I mean, LSU, their schedule, they, if you count Texas, which I'm going to count the top 10 teams that they beat while they were in the top 10, they have beaten Texas, they have beaten Florida, they have beaten Auburn, they have beaten Alabama. And assuming that Georgia makes the SEC title game, they will presumably beat them. They could beat five top 10 ranked teams in a single season. That is. I think unheard of in college football, just in general, what they've done to these teams, other than Auburn, keeping it close. Um, Bama kept it pretty close as well. I mean, they, they haven't blown anybody out, but their, their defense could use some work, but their offense might be the best that it's definitely the best LSU has ever oh, seen, but sure. we could like, be talking years, about LSU some, has always gotten top talent at some NCAA record breaking back, offense. They've, they've never managed to get that quarterback. And then Joe Burrow showed up and we're like, Oh, okay. It'd be a decent upgrade. And then he just gave me and a bunch of other people, the middle finger and went on the FU tour. And he's just been torching teams. And that offense can play however you want to play it. If you want to run all day, go ahead. They'll do that because that LSU running back, he, cashed up Alabama's defense. Like, I've never seen Alabama's front seven just eaten alive like that. And then, if you want to play the run, that's fine. He'll treat you like he did Texas, and he'll just light you up for about four, fifty, and five touchdowns, and then you'll just quit. <laughs> that is one of the most complete offenses in just straight technique and coaching and talent that I've probably ever seen. Yeah, it's if they can if they can get their defense playing at half the level their offense plays and and you know I don't want to say giving up forty one to Bama is a bad thing but you give up thirty eight to Texas you give up twenty eight to Florida um, they if they can get that defense playing at um, at half the level that offense plays at I, I mean this is one of the best NCAA schools football teams and. The only history. thing I can I mean, disagree up there with you on that that is Miami team that, that everybody talks about is actually a they, little they bit better absolutely than the, like, you're going to give it credit year. for. Because while they will give up some yards and some touchdown drives, they they make plays. They get takeaways. They get sacks. Like, they out-defensed Auburn's defense, which is actually one of the better defenses in the SEC. Yeah, it's they their defense is not bad, but that is not what we're used to seeing. They are supposed to keep teams down 10, 17, 14 points and they're definitely giving up points. There's definitely room there. I mean, we saw it with in the Florida game. They were they were trading touchdowns back and forth the entire right, game until LSU finally pulled away and got that one pick late, but Florida was going on a 90 something yard drive before that happened. So they they definitely They've got work to do on defense. There's definitely potential for maybe an Ohio State offense, maybe a Clemson offense if it wakes up um, to really put some points on the board. Oh, no, nobody and, and wants to go on a LSU Valley. a loss. But I think the Tigers in, in the playoffs, which they're is going. Even if they do the, slip up, the place you really they don't still go. lose with a resume like theirs, it's it's criminal if you keep them out.
It's it's tough because I go back to that thing. If their slip up is in the SEC title game and they are not SEC champions, um, I do agree that they're still in. But it's just one of those things. I mean, where do you rank mm-hmm. these conference championships when you're looking at these teams to put them into the playoffs? Especially mm-hmm. this year with but how crowded it is. There is the at least one team left out in every Power Five conference but, that looks like they could potentially yeah. make the playoffs. Uh, talk about the uh, ten football conferences now. Do you want to do some conference power rankings, or do you want to talk about the uh, rivalries? Before I would hate it. That. I'd rather see the Big Twelve get left out. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Let's start from um, the bottom. What do you think? Let's is do the, the worst uh, let's do the conferences and then we'll uh, we'll end it with a little fun rivalry segment. Um well I will start it off. I'll give you a little hint. Um every team that had at least one team or uh, every that conference exactly that had at least one team ranked is not well. in my bottom. Um and I I went back and forth, but I, I put Conference USA on the bottom. Um, well, if you look at that conference, not only is there not a team that is um, at ranked at all, there is not a single team that even you know looks like they care about football. You've got um, let's see How here. shocking is that? As a what teams are in this conference? LA Tech. Um, yeah, you've got team. I mean LA Tech is the best team right now. They're eight and one. Um Yeah, and LA Tech is probably the only team in this conference that can put fear into some power five conferences. Um, but you've got Marshall, they're six and three. Um, I mean, I just you look at this conference and I hate to be the guy that looks at it and because we never really get to see some of these bottom feeders in these conferences play good teams. But I just look at it from a football standpoint. There is not a team in here that would be interesting to even really watch on TV. There's just nothing that this conference brings to the table in terms of football or being good at football that makes I you say, that, hey, this conference you said everything I was is, say. I think move it on deserves to, to be nine. anywhere other than I, the 10th really best don't think FBS the CUSA conference. Is too much to talk about. Like, it kind of be in the uh, um, group of five, but even then, like none of the teams in the CUSA will rise up and maybe no, even beat you. I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> At number nine, I have the Mid American Cap. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's, there's the not Mac. much to talk about. So, uh, who did you have ranked Mac. at your number nine spot? Yep, I Yeah, I will say that um as much as this conference is bad, boy, do they have some fun football games. I mean, just last night you had uh Western Michigan in a overtime thriller against Ohio, so they they definitely give you some exciting games, but the two conference leaders right now are 5 and 4 Miami, Ohio and 7 and 4 yeah, Western Michigan is that and once that in a is, couple of years some that is shocking that those are your two sneak up and buy teams that are like about had, to play in your uh, conference Michigan the Cotton Bowl a few years ago we had Northern Illinois and like the uh what is the South Florida Bowl that I play in Miami is that the Peach Bowl that one we had uh Northern Illinois there going against Florida State I'm from the Midwest I'm from Michigan Thursday night action is really, the Orange Bowl? really fun to watch it just is seeing Miami 
go against like Ohio on like a Tuesday. That's just it's just fun. Western Central Michigan, <laughs> yeah. they're really fun to watch. Maction is good. Occasionally, like one team every year will sneak up and beat a Big Ten team. Like Eastern Michigan this year beat Illinois. That game was really entertaining and fun to watch. While talent wise, they're not really that good. They're all kind of those kids that aren't good enough to make it into quite the uh, Big Ten in American Conference schools. The product on the field is just fun to watch. That's the best compliment I can give it. Yeah, and and I agree. They're not good teams. They lose a bunch of games, but uh, the divisions are usually pretty close. I mean, there are, I want to say, three or four teams in each division I'm looking at right now that have a maybe not a real shot, but they are not eliminated. They could definitely oh, still win it. Not. So they're, it's a fun conference <laughs> so to watch, but great. if you're looking for big, high-powered football games, it's definitely not not the conference for you. You know what? That's exactly what, what I did the, as well. I put the Um, I put the Sun Belt here at number eight. All right, so we're still agreeing. I know, I know we're going to – go apart but we're still agreeing number oh absolutely number eight um, and i'll I'll be honest with you the the single reason i put them at number eight is because app state has absolutely killed it this year this year they weren't they the first sunbelt team to beat two sec teams in the same season i believe i saw that the conclusion of their most recent game and appalachian state is good man like they're just a good team they're ranked like 25 right now and I'm like, with one loss? And that one loss came against a really good team I don't have it in front of me, but they're good. Like, honestly, put some respect on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love seeing Tennessee lose. And, and being a Florida why. fan, I I, uh, I want to shout out Georgia State's win over, over Tennessee. What we saying? And it wasn't that they beat Tennessee. It wasn't gadget plays or yeah, just the I, last I 100%. Goal. They beat um, Tennessee. I 100% ass agree. All 60 minutes. That was, I love when little guys do that. Like when uh, Boise State beat Florida State. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh, I. Oh yeah, it's, at number seven. I, I'm just I'm looking at the I next the conference 12. on my list, and I feel like this is where we part ways. Mm-hmm. Who did you have at number seven? I have the Pac-12 at number seven. Woo 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 woo! Wow, we. Ooh, um, that is not the. Oh man, that is. I, I was fully prepared. I, I had, you know, I, I thought I knew what you were going to wow, say, and I was going to surprise you. At my number seven, <laughs> I had the ACC. I was writing in my notes when I was researching this today. I said that the Pac-12 is what you get if the ACC <laughs> didn't have Clemson. Like, there's nobody in the Pac-12 that's any good. Not a single team. Oregon is extremely mortal. Utah, I don't want to put any respect on their name. I don't think they're that good. And all the other teams underachieve on something so consistently. Like, USC is their big tradition-rich darling. Where are they? Have you seen Where are you? <laughs> I, I don't – I just – the 
the Pac-12 right now, if if we look at this in the future, I could definitely see me dropping it. But right now, um, and and maybe I didn't do this fairly, but the Pac-12 having two two top ten teams is fine. And there are some other decent teams. You know, UCLA is on the come up. But if we're talking about a conference on the downtrend, other than Clemson, it's the ACC, 100%. I mean, every team in that conference, Florida State's not there anymore. Miami's not there anymore. I mean, Wake Forest is the second best team in that conference, and they just uh, got destroyed by Virginia Tech. I mean, I could go on and on about all these teams and how they used to be good. I mean, Syracuse... That always looked like a team. They could come up. They could surprise anybody in that conference. They could upset Syracuse. They could ups- I mean, uh, Clemson. They could upset Florida State if Florida State was good. But they are, they're bad this year. That entire conference is terrible, and Clemson saves it. But I just can't look at that conference. I mean, if Clemson was like UCF, if, if the committee had ranked um, Clemson yeah, like they ranked UCF, Clemson would be down at number 12 or 13 because of how absolutely Clemson Clemson unbelievably bad that conference Pac-12, is. 12, their entire conference routinely loses important games. Washington-Auburn last year, dud. Oregon choked away a 15-point lead, terrible. The last time they were in the college football playoff, Washington got mauled to death, and I actually felt sorry for them. Like, the state of Alabama likely has their own Pac-12 championship ring. Like, it's terrible. And then UCLA was supposed to be turning a corner, and they thought they got it right by hiring Chip Kelly. And, oh, he'll turn UCLA into the Oregon attack that made them look so good. That's dead. That's never going to happen again. Every team uses tempo. Every team has speed. Every team has the option. And the whole conference is terrible. Where's Colorado? Arizona and Arizona State are in a talent-rich football state. Where are they? They should be better. USC wants to complain about, oh, well, we got these big clubs in here taking away our California kids. I don't want to hear that. USC is the best head coaching football job in the state. I don't care how good Stanford is, how good Cal's not. The Chargers and the Rams are lumped in that category as well. USC is the best job in that state. Kids want to grow up be Trojans. So with all of their resources, all of their history and tradition and money, there's no reason to not be able to keep their kids from leaving the Rockies. Not one. And this year their coach is a lame dunk and they don't have a real AD. I'm supposed to want you to I'm supposed to stay up until 10 at night to watch them kick off against Colorado. Save it. Save it, honestly. The Mountain West. Routinely with regularity beats them. Like, Boise State honestly has a Pac-12 banner somewhere Uh, on their school grounds. Like, it's unreal. Sorry. (laughs) Well, maybe we uh, come back together here then. uh, Well, first of all, I'm going to be really upset if you have Clemson ranked in the uh, the – I mean – Is because they – I'm actually concerned for the health – Go for it. Of them as a whole league – like their TV ratings are the worst, and they give the fewest amount of money to each of their schools behind all the other teams. And how do you beat the time difference? At the point where your commissioner suggests having your football games at 9 o'clock in the morning so you can get into the noon time slot because East Coast viewers aren't watching, you have a problem. You have a huge problem. So at number seven, I think the Pac-12 is the weakest of all Power 5 conferences.
that's I, I like that you bring up the um the you know the time change but i i don't know if i i mean if if teams were ranked in that conference right now um do you still think we'd be seeing if if usc was number one and let's say ucla was like number seven um you know are they playing the pac-12 after dark games are they playing are they playing i mean they're playing on national television but are they going to move that time to conform sure. to what I mean, everyone on the West Coast wants to see or what everyone in the nation wants to see? I think LA the Pac-12 market, is just trying Seattle to get, get eyes back on Denver, the TV in any way they can. Phoenix, and that's really about it. Like the Big Ten and the SEC, they're printing money with all their TV deals. We'll get into those later. But the Pac-12, it's just not there. And they need to start beating good teams. And they need to stop losing to San Diego State and Boise State. But they just can't <laughs> effing do that. And I just can't look past it. I really want them to be better, but they're just not there. They're terrible. <laughs> drastically, drastically, I'm real. I'm surprised we we both had Power Five conferences and two completely different ones at number seven. But see, my issue here is. We have one more spot before we get into what would well, be okay, considered well, power five we'll conferences we'll for us. And if you have you ACC have still in the top five, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I agree with that. I have Mountain West. At uh, I think I went pretty own. normal I really here. Um, solid overall it's conference. tough, but I put the Mountain West at number six. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm, if you look at Boise State, the Mountain West Mountain Division, um, the the overall win loss is of the teams in that conference are Boise State at eight and one, Air Force at seven and two, Utah State at five and four, Wyoming at six and three, and then you've got Colorado State and New Mexico uh, under five hundred at at four and five and two and seven. But that is four That's out amazing. of six teams Straight in your up. division really are above five hundred. And in the other division, the three of the six. So you've got five teams in that conference that don't hit 500 right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, one of the team in the Mountain West uh, West division, uh, one of the team that's under 500 right now is Fresno State, and we know just how good that yeah, that team can be on a normal, teams compete. you know, year. And they can beat some some Power State 5 is, schools, SEC, like Big like Ten like schools. Six and six program right now so boise state went there in like 110 degree heat humidity as bad as it's ever been and smacked them over that helped the brick to the tune of like 220 rushing yards like that's the most impressive football game i've ever seen yeah it was and it was almost impressive Florida State having to come back and and almost did it, but Boise State got it done. They are the only team ranked in that conference, and I think that was what kind of played into me not ranking them any higher. But that conference, I mean, that's a solid conference. That's a good football conference. Um, and I think we could be – I think if the uh, – if college football, the NCAA, decided to 
reposition what a power five conference is or which conferences were power five conferences i think the mountain west would have a good shout at maybe even sliding in it at the fifth power five slot at one point they had a byu in utah and boise state were world beaters now as a whole they seem pretty consistent and good and they're just going out and they're just beating people they're not doing it with style they're just after just going in getting the dub and going home and that conference has to travel a lot, and they're doing a lot of these out-of-conference wins on the road, and that's that. There's something to be said for that. That's really impressive. All right. Well, I guess we're in the the top five. So at this point, uh, we've got three conferences, or I think four, right. that are going to be the same this in this Number Power 5, five ranking, maybe in different orders. So Athletic Conference. if you had to reslot it, who would be the fifth best Power 5 conference? Number one. I'm kidding. But no. I, I like Athletic it. I had them at 5-2. I like, just, I, uh, like you still haven't like said the ACC, so now UCF, I know they're in the top four. And I understand I, is that oof. Cincinnati, really solid program. Memphis, <laughs> really solid. Navy, great. And then you have SMU, who's unranked now, but they were ranked two weeks ago, and they were a really solid team. And the American, it's just good. It's just good. It's not great. They're a host of good teams. And the only reason I have them above the Mountain West is because at the time of this, they have three ranked teams. I will see. And I was going to, you know, drop off that same list. You've got Cincinnati at 17. You've got Navy at 23. You've got 18 uh, Memphis at 18. You've got SMU whose record is nine and one. They just fall out of the rankings because they just lost. Uh, You've got UCF who's gone undefeated the past two years. Uh, They are playing with their backup quarterback because their (laughs) starter is hurt. And somehow in some world, you still have this conference ranked behind the ACC. What is wrong with you? What are you, what are you smoking? All right. Well, I mean, yeah, I think everyone knows that the AAC is there. I would like to see the the AAC get a little bit more respect from the committee um, and see some oh, of these teams. I mean, sure. they've got they have four teams in this conference right now that have one loss. That is SEC Big Ten levels. Uh, I mean, that's that's insane. I don't know how you uh, you know the committee. I don't know how this conference doesn't get more respect when it comes to to rankings. I mean, everyone's like, you got to play good teams. These conferences, the, the teams in this conference are playing other good teams. There are so many good teams that these. I mean, UCF is still good. Uh, SMU, Navy, and Memphis are all in the same conference. I mean, that is. Or I mean, the same division. That. That's incredible to me. This conference is so good. I'm actually looking at it now. I'm upset I have them this low. Put them higher. They're the third best, maybe the second best conference in college football. To be perfectly honest, and people want to say, oh, play better teams. These teams, these Power 5 teams have their schedules locked up until 2030. What good is UCF announcing a home-and-home against uh, Alabama in the year 2048? What does that do for them now? (laughs) yeah i mean well that's that goes to show you i think the well i think the power five teams are scared to schedule these teams i'll give you an example florida 
my school offered uh, UCF a two for one. They would play two in Gainesville and two in Orlando. And UCF said, no, we want a one and one. And Florida said, no, we're not doing that. It, I mean, they are scared. It's a lose-lose for Power 5 teams right now because it's a good conference. So if you lose, people will look at you and I say, agree. wow, you there lost to an AAC team. American, but if you win, it's like, okay, cool, you beat an AAC team. Somehow, like, put, put more respect on this conference's name. This is the, the up-and-coming really They built up Syracuse from nothing. They built up Pitt from practically nothing. They built up West Virginia to be good enough to go into the Big 12. They built up Miami, and now they're building up another generation of just really good teams. Cincinnati's always been really good. They're building up East Carolina. I'm not sleep on them. I believe. <laughs> but the American Conference is a really solid conference. I really enjoy watching the – I enjoyed watching the SMU-Memphis game a while ago. Two teams that four years ago <laughs> you just said, hey – college game day is going to be in memphis for the smu game i'd have been like well i guess the show's going to shit <laughs> so at number four i finally have hbc there i just can't put them lower than that <laughs> yeah just cancel it now team in the nation who would smack anybody uh, you know i'm looking at it now already but other than that I don't understand how the ACC is so bad. Like, it should just be named the All Clemson Conference. End of story. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Looking at it, I had the Pac-12 at number four. Um, I'm going to do a little switch live show here and put the AAC at number four, and I will put the Pac-12 at number five. But I can't argue with the fact that They've got two top 10 teams right now. Um, these two top 10 teams are presumably going to win out the rest of their schedule. They're gonna One of them is going to win the, the Pac-12 title and make the playoffs. Um, so I think they're at, the Pac-12 is at least at the level that um, the ACC is at. Now, if you want to argue that Clemson would beat either Oregon or Utah, that's, that's a completely fair argument. But this conference right now, according to the committee and – probably according to me, has two legitimate top 10 teams. Everybody else is pretty bad, but two is better than one, so the Pac-12 gets my uh, bid over the ACC. But top to bottom, I do believe the Pac-12 is better than the ACC, but you can't. I just can't discount Clemson when I put Clemson higher, (laughs) although the frustrating part about this is that the other teams in the ACC – chronically underachieve like florida state they fell off a cliff uh miami they haven't won the acc title since they got there georgia the whole state is some powerhouse recruiting state i mean where's georgia tech at south carolina's good clemson obviously is in south carolina how come uh, the gamecocks can't pull these recruits wake forest is your second best team how does that work how bad of a conference do you have to be to where wake forest is something to point at north carolina where are the tar heels <laughs> NC State to exist in Syracuse. They won 10 games last year. We expected big things. And now they're looking like they play in the big East with Pittsburgh. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. The only reason that anybody in the ACC exists is because Clemson, they should, every single team should send Clemson a gift basket of at least a hundred million. This conference is inexcusable. I think, dude, gift basket or not, I think Clemson should hit the door, find a better conference to go play in, because I'm tired of watching Clemson roll over 
teams. That conference isn't even a conference. Like it's not fun. Even I agree. on I agree. you know conference championship week this year, I'd probably rather watch phone. watch the, really the MAC title it. or the Sun Belt well, title because Clemson's going to roll Clemson over whoever they play by forty five points. Do, then the whole conference is just going to have a breakdown. If the SEC wants to make a 16-team conference and they yank Oklahoma yeah. out the Big 12 and they yank Clemson out the ACC, nobody's going to complain because the ACC as a whole, I don't understand how it's underachieved so badly. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand. They give their teams the third no. most money out of all the conferences. But when the Mountain West has the same amount of ranked teams as you, same as the Sun Belt, and the American has triple your ranked teams – Someone should be fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they are struggling, but uh, so I assume yeah, you're the top two and I else. personally for the top yeah, three. Yeah, it's for me, it's the top three. three conferences and everyone else. But you can make an argument that it's top two and everybody else. Agreed. I have um, the Big Twelve there as well. Um, the top of the Big Twelve, Texas. Oklahoma, yeah, I feel like there's not anything else we could. I have the Big the Twelve. Solid, nothing to really write home um, about. Kansas, I actually am excited about. They're turning a, turning a corner under less miles. Kansas State surprisingly is good, and Baylor, you're nine and zero. I mean, let nobody take that away from you. I don't care who you play. You're nine and zero. You're undefeated this late in the season. That's great. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and other than, than Kansas sitting down there at the bottom, who I think are definitely on their way up, if other than maybe Oklahoma not making it, if you had seen the other, so Oklahoma's in the in the title game, and you look at the other teams besides Kansas, if someone had told you at the beginning of the year that any one of those teams, TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, somehow made their way to the title game, would it really be like, a, yeah, oh, my really God, is. how did they do the that moment? No, is actually, I don't uh, think it would be. I think it's a around. I thought that I mean, that conference is just ago, close conference all the way down to the bottom. Where, uh, Nebraska left and Colorado left and Missouri left. I thought they were going to die, to be perfectly honest. But now they're as healthy as ever. And Oklahoma, Jalen Hurts flinging it around for 500 yards. I don't care how many times Sam Ellinger is going to say Texas is back. I'll believe it when you actually beat somebody that matters. But the Big 12 is a good conference. It really is. It's fun to watch. But if you want to be a quarterback and feel good about yourself, you'll play in this conference. Nobody plays defense. Not a single team plays defense here. I'm convinced that you recruit 11 people that just exist and just put them at corner and just say, all right, just go run around and <laughs> figure something out because no, they have the worst defense I've ever seen. Like Texas, like everybody, Oklahoma, they couldn't stop anything. Like I don't, I don't have an analogy for how bad their defense is. They can't stop anything. And then you got the other <laughs> teams who just talent wise aren't as good as them. TCU, they pick one year out of every five years to be great. Hmm. But then there's the Big Ten. That's what my number two is. <laughs> That's, yeah. See, I. if you guys didn't catch it, um, if we forgot to mention it at the beginning, he is from Michigan. Okay, yeah. 
I am from Florida, so we. No, I, I feel like these two conferences are almost rivals, and I, just I thought you'd have the Big, the Big Ten, Ten at number one. I, I also put the Big Ten at two because Ohio State is one of the best teams in the nation. Period. I'm rowing the boat, and Penn State's good. My home team of Michigan, you're not doing so good. Michigan State, we got to talk about D'Antonio, but. The Big Ten and the SEC, they're just printing money. <laughs> like the Big Ten has all the major media markets in the North. And the SEC, maybe you can speak to this, but I used to hate so much those SEC commercials where somebody goes, it's just different down here. And then I just look around at the football and the tailgating and just how they talk about their team. And I'm like, you know what? It just is different down there. Yeah, I think with other than Minnesota this year because they're good and Michigan and Ohio State and maybe Penn State on a yearly basis. That is uh, I, football a does not decision. it means more down here. Um I mean Rutgers is trash. Maryland is trash. Yeah, it's it's just some of the and the SEC, which we'll get to in a minute, has these bottom dwellers as well. But the bottom dwellers in the Big Ten are teams that almost – I mean, if you look at Arkansas in the SEC right now, uh, 10 years ago, they were in – or 12 years ago, I think. They were in the oh SEC goodness. title game. I don't game. think I've ever seen – So it changes. It, all these teams can be good. But in the Big Ten, I mean, when was the last time Rutgers like <laughs> at this point we won a game? But As a matter of fact – Maryland was that decision too. Like it was shocking to see them leave the ACC, but the Big Ten, we wanted the DC market. We're just like, all right, fine. We weren't going <laughs> to go ahead and grab Pittsburgh. We already own Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, Illinois, shout out to them. I almost moved on to the SEC without talking about Illinois. Um, they will not be where they are next year. Um, they will not be six and four at this point. They will not make a bowl game next year. But somehow, some way, they are beating teams that they should not be beating and losing to teams that they should not be losing to this year. Um, and they fought their way to six and four, but um, they are a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Northwestern is normally better, but they're uh, they're not ever great. They did make a Big Ten title game a couple years ago, but. I just, I think top to bottom, I think the SEC, oh, yeah, for sure. which we I will like uh, get to now, is the better conference. Because I might have I trouble like arguing the that Big this Ten particular teams year. at the bottom get more of an um, excuse to be terrible <laughs> because they get to sit there and go, oh, but academics, you can get a pencil eligible at Arkansas, which I agree with, but to be fair. But I can complain all day about how Alabama shouldn't be in the playoff and how Auburn's not good. I don't want any Big Ten team facing either one of them. <laughs> you think I want to see Michigan play Alabama in the Orange Bowl? I don't need it. <laughs> I don't want to see that. The Alabama is one of the most talented teams in the nation. And taking away the fact that LSU has by far and away been the best team, Florida has <laughs> achieved beyond my expectations. Well, and I, I, you know, Auburn's still really good. Bo Nix is, again, we've said – I said earlier, he's a aggressively average, but that Auburn defense is like ferocious. And I don't know what teams in the Big Ten really match up with them. Wisconsin? I don't, with Michigan State? 
Penn State, I don't I don't really think that the conference as the Big Ten as a whole matches up really well with the SEC. We have Ohio State, <laughs> and we have the excitement that is uh, row the boat, but as a whole, I think the SEC, they're t- the, S- the top in the SEC is better than the top in the Big Ten. um yeah i i would say it's close but you know you met we mentioned minnesota and i'm sure we'll mention them more um especially this year they're fantastic um but assuming that they don't sustain that success over a long period of time you've got you know lsu and alabama who are almost always great auburn is almost always great georgia is you know almost always great florida used to you know, always be great. They they're getting back there. Um, Tennessee is hopefully on the right path to being back to being great. A and M is usually up there, but these the teams that are bad are bad because they get beat by the other good teams. Um, you know, we mentioned A and M. They're six and three this year, but nobody's talking about them. And their three losses came to to exceptionally yeah, it's exceptionally State, good and then teams. It's just the rest um, of the conference. But yeah, I would I would agree. I, I think the top in the SEC would be the top Georgia. in the Big Ten, other than much as maybe I Ohio State. State's good, I don't want to see them play Florida. And as good as I th- I want Michigan to be, there's no way in hell I'm going to have them play Auburn. <laughs> but. No, there, there's no good matchups for Big Ten teams. Um, that I, I mean, I'm looking at this, and I, just, I don't. I mean, even Tennessee playing like mid-tier Big Ten teams, side, like I, I would Tennessee take would Tennessee, Iowa, but if you're especially the way they played home, the past couple Iowa weeks is, over, like maybe even like the 20th ranked like, Iowa ugh, team, like, beat anybody. I just, it's insane. Yeah, I see. To a degree, I don't <laughs> really believe in home field advantage. But Iowa, you're really, there's like a you're really big on these, the these home field advantages. I was never big on, on the road in Tuscaloosa, Bryant Denny Stadium, Alabama is definitely one of them. The swamp, maybe you can speak to this. I don't want to go anywhere near there. Kinnick Stadium in Iowa, no, no way in hell because there's too many top five teams with national championship dreams that go into Kinnick and they just get ground pounded <laughs> straight into the dirt and sent home with a loss in that pink locker room of theirs. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, I think that there's the SEC, the Big Ten, and really that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pink the locker room is always a nice touch. I really love seeing think that. It's a sin that they don't play more. Yeah, I think I don't want to see conferences ever really dissolve, but I want to see I want every conference to um, everyone shits on the SEC for only playing eight conference games. Uh, I think every conference should do that and then schedule instead of FCS opponents or, you know, Conference USA opponents that they're going to beat by 56, the SEC you know, each Power Five conference would have four open slots to play one team from each of the other Power Five conferences every year. Now, I know scheduling and all that would be, 
an absolute nightmare. So I'm not saying do it, I but agree. make I more room for these teams to schedule kind of at least teams against teams for the other Power Five conferences. You know, let's see them play in the regular like, season so no we get more of those playoff knockout for games. For a Michigan and Florida to schedule a home and home because if Michigan loses at home to Florida, they're practically left for dead. The committee is just going to just not even take into account the fact that both the teams were ballsy enough to schedule a quality opponent. And I think that's not good for the game, to be honest, because it just incentivizes you to be in Alabama and just depend on your conference to just steamroll them and get into your conference title game. And you just say, oh, well, we won the SEC. It's a tough conference, so that means we should be in the playoff. Yeah, it's um, I I mean it's there there needs to be more between these teams, um, but yeah, I totally agree that if Florida and Michigan were to play, the loser would be you know left for dead because they've got sixteen other ranked teams to play on their schedule. So why rank or why schedule a ranked yeah, out of no out of conference opponent that you're gonna possibly lose to just games skirt by and play your tough conference like games, get into the playoffs, so and, now because and bring home a trophy is the way it goes now. Like but, almost ten years ago, they've been to they've had home and homes against Miami and teams from Texas and Oklahoma and USC, and they travel and recruits see that like they go out there and they yank out recruits nationally. And that's what benefits your program, getting your name out there like that. They were, they travel like they're a terrible team, but they play like a good one. But unfortunately that's just not, that's just not uh, rewarded in college football anymore. And I would love to see the Big Ten have almost like an SEC challenge where just like an LSU going up and being in Spartan Stadium or a uh, Texas A&M in Nittany Valley in Penn State or Ohio State going to LSU. That would be so good for the game. And plus, they're the richest conferences anyway. They're only going to get richer. Yeah, I mean, and like you mentioned, um, you know, scheduling other opponents could even spark some fun rivalries, which um, is a perfect segue into our final segment. This podcast is going a little bit longer than originally planned, but um, <laughs> it's it's the first podcast. We're going to have some fun, and we wanted to uh, end it off with a little fun segment that I'm sure many, many people have done before, but... Uh, being a Florida fan for the past um, 13, 14 years, uh, rivalry games mean a lot to us. They are, I think, games that everybody circles on their calendar at the beginning of the year. They're the games you look forward to the most. And if, you know, speaking as a Florida fan, if we are to only win, you know, three games every year, we want it to be Florida State, you know, LSU and, and Georgia. Those are the teams we want, you know. So I, I think five, uh, we've each actually, got five rivalry really, games here that we're going to uh, talk rivalry. briefly about. Play, um, but if, the conference title if you don't mind going first, what is your number five rivalry? I have Penn State versus Ohio State. The past couple of years, James Franklin, I mean, we can laugh at him. In, well, typically in Big Ten country, we laugh at James Franklin because he doesn't win big games. But, I mean, that team okay. shows up to All play. Right, they just can't finish, and they haven't finished in a while. But this year, they may be able to do it. In Ohio State, there's always a tough task. They're always in it. 
And when these two teams meet, there are some great matchups happening. Like a couple years ago, Penn State was up by like 15. And then uh, JT Barrett, he went God mode, went 15 of 15 for 198, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter alone and came back to win. And then Penn State had the blocked field goal a couple years before that and put Ohio State out the playoff conversation. When these two teams meet, it's always fun. It's always something good to watch. And there's always the conference title on the line. Penn State, Ohio State is definitely a game you should watch. Um, so I went a little bit uh, differently with my number five, um, and I know we, we talked about it before the pod as well, but uh, I chose a three-way rivalry as my number five, the, uh, the Florida Cup for Florida, Miami, and, and Florida State. Um, they play this. This is actually only a trophy that gets passed around in years where they play everybody. So the Florida-Miami rivalry has kind of ruined it because we don't play every year. But uh, when these teams play, the team that – um, assuming there will be one team that goes 2-0 and against the others, gets the big Florida Cup. Um, Florida has a chance to win it this year if they beat Florida State. Um, and obviously Florida State um, hasn't been very good. So Florida, Florida should win the Florida Cup this year. But I think three-way rivalries in sports, especially college football, are quite in- interesting. You've got it in, with uh, Army, Navy, and, and Air Force as well, the three military teams. But uh, it's it's interesting seeing the trophy get passed around. I think Miami actually kept it, even though Florida won it the last time. So uh, there there's always fights, but Miami keeps it hidden underneath their their stadium. Not really underneath their stadium, but they keep it in the uh, the depths, keep it away from the other two teams. But um, three way rivalries are all, always super interesting, and and this Florida being Cup. a year where this Florida like Cup should be passed around Miami once again, uh, I thought it'd be a perfect time school. to. And whenever Miami's actually good, the whole sport just seems a lot more fun. Like the turnover chain mania we had a while ago. Oh, my goodness. I ate it up. (laughs) Who do you have at number four? Tell you what, it's not not fun being a Florida fan when Miami's good, but I, I definitely know where you're coming from just as a football fan. Um. I chose this one at number four, maybe just because of the name, because every time I hear it, it makes me laugh. But I picked the Egg Bowl between between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, Um, especially. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, and especially um, uh, when Dan Mullen and Hugh Freeze were at their respective schools, um, as, as much flack as Hugh Freeze gets for. Uh, where he is now and as much flack as Dan Mullen gets for maybe not beating the top teams that that he needs to beat those two coaches were absolutely insane they did absolutely incredible oh, yeah. things for those programs and when every, Mississippi State and Ole Miss met Friday, with Hugh Freeze and Dan Mullen as the head coach there was probably not okay. a better rivalry yeah, in those college games football. when I'm I'd be happy to see it. And then sometimes ESPN would show it on those Fridays after Thanksgiving and I'm eating the leftovers yeah. and it's just I think like it was fights it might every have been on play. The whole stadium was just electric. You can see the coaches just across the sideline, just jawing at each other. <laughs> it's just insane. I would love to go see one of those <laughs> games, but man, I don't think it's safe. <laughs> 
At number four, I have the Red River rivalry of Texas and Oklahoma. I don't really have any personal connection. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good staying at home for that one. It's just but who do you have for at number the four? Sport, man, it's really good. And now that uh, Texas is back on the upswing after a couple of down okay. years at the end of Matt yep. Brown's tenure in the uh, Charlie Strong era, oh man, it's it's awesome to watch. And with Oklahoma's offense being something that you definitely need to tune into, this game's always really great. It's always really good. <laughs> yeah the the one thing i hate about some of the the rivalries that are so big like uh, i think michigan michigan state is pretty big i don't have them on my list but i hate the the mid-season rivalries like that like why is oklahoma texas not the last game of the season oh that, yeah absolutely i mean like, <laughs> that would be imagine those two one. teams no, fighting for a playoff spot the last weekend of the season i mean you actually might see somebody the die. loser has enough time to claw back in because again for some reason the system rewards you for uh losing early as opposed to losing late which doesn't make sense to me but and even so, the the Big 12 kind of ruined it because Texas and Oklahoma are always the two best teams in the Big 12. Then they'll play each other again in the Big 12 title yeah. game. And you're just like, what are you doing? This game should be played once. Yeah, they some of the I, and I understand the Big Twelve not being big enough to really have divisions, but you you need to have divisions. Uh, I, I hate seeing the rematch title games. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes they happen the anyway with the cross divisions. Is, like it's you just know, Penn State could, could play Minnesota again, terrible, but it's so rare best. It was seeing still that happen. Texas giving Oklahoma a run for their money, and with Lincoln Riley back at Oklahoma, not, not back at Oklahoma, but with Lincoln Riley at the helm. Oklahoma puts up like 50 and Texas not having it. And, <laughs> and I love watching it. It's really something to tune into. I make sure to put it on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that is I, uh, I and I think the next one uh, for well. me anyway, I mean, a lot of people just, have circled on the calendar. You're a fan of college football, the only game, game played on that certain watch. day. Um, I put Army Navy story. at number three. Yeah, it's just I honestly was hoping you would have yeah, something I mean, for this. Well, it's the only game you can watch most of the time because it gets its own Saturday, so you the, might as well just uh, sit down and watch service it. Academies who more than likely aren't going to go to the league, and if they do, it's more teams in the NFL are more hesitant to draft these kids. And if you talk to all of them, like I was reading, not reading, I was listening to a podcast the other day about a guy who was talking to a lot of these guys and all of these kids stand up really awesome people with big dreams, big goals, doing big things for their respective institutions, just playing a football game against each other for like literally strictly pride. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if I would say it's, I mean, a hateful rivalry because it's, you know, being in the military, you think of, you know, everyone being on the same team. Like, they go out there and they, they try to win, but there's there's so much respect in this rivalry when it when it's all said and done. And these teams, 
they they get their own Saturday. You sit down. I, I believe it's a three thirty game. I believe CBS does it, um, and they play. And after the game, the two teams uh, they they do all the the singing and stuff with their fans with each other. And it's just, I mean, the Army Navy game is a rivalry, but it's not a rivalry. It's just an incredible yeah, football game. And I think the only reason that neither of us had it like any higher is because. One. Neither of these but teams really play for anything big, especially not recently. I don't want to sit there and say, like, the game's big, only good for the uh, idea that there's the servicemen playing for these schools. Like, these games are really good. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, these games are really good and entertaining football to watch. Yeah, I think I think that now that they're both getting that, yeah, they're they're good football money, teams as well, both, especially quality. this year. Navy will probably Navy win it this year, but really good. Um, it's always a, an interesting game to watch. To death um, this year and almost beat them in the big house. So I think definitely, if you put <laughs> that money towards all the football, they're definitely going to start seeing a, a upswing in what they're playing for. It's going to be conference titles, and I think one day it'll start being those New Year's Six games. Please don't. I almost put my face in the Oh, I sure, <laughs> sure hope so. And I won't say too much about my thoughts on that Michigan Army game and, and where I, I put Michigan and, and everything. My but, number uh, two, we'll just... a late edition. <laughs> I have LSU and we'll, uh, we'll quietly move on to, to number two. Um, I think you've, you heard mine, but I, I, didn't, I haven't heard your number two yet. Well, I do love that trophy because their state do like a golden For a second there LSU in my brain, battle. I thought you were going to say LSU-Arcansas with the golden the boot. I was like, Arkansas it's is garbage. It's been a little one-sided before they uh, played this most recent time. Alabama <laughs> won eight straight. But those were some eight straight hard-fought, I mean, wins, man. Like when they met, it was always about who was going to the SEC title game, period. Who's going to the natty, period. And these games are intense. Death Valley's where dreams come denied, and Tuscaloosa is a place that nobody on their best day wants to or, think about going to. Nobody wants Bama. Everybody <laughs> says they want Bama until they get Bama. Yeah, it's and not to mention that these two teams back in in 2011 literally played in the national title game the the yeah the bcs committee whatever my went on there the people literally was like man, they're so good let's have them play again the i mean because there's just, nothing like I that one this for bama like how my number two the game of the century and still get to go <laughs> that's just not how we do things here <laughs> exactly we beat you when it mattered anyway like <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't be able to oh, shut dude. me up. If I was a Bama fan, I'd still be talking about it now. I'd be like, hey, but we beat you guys in the national title game. Don't talk to me. <laughs> uh, um, so I went a little um, little random on this one, and, and I told you it before we started, but I, I have the war on I-4. And if you're listening and you don't know uh, what this rivalry is, it is the – UCF versus South Florida rivalry that has really, really become big the last two years, especially uh, 
two years ago when these two teams met and UCF was undefeated and South Florida was undefeated. They were playing for a spot in the, in the AAC conference title game, and you could almost argue that UCF was really, really fighting for a spot in that playoff, which they ultimately didn't you know, get because the committee is – we're not going to talk about the committee. But, uh, yeah, the last couple of years that this rivalry and has happened, um, even when they're not undefeated, um, it's hard fought. These teams hate each other. They're – I mean, you've got UCF in Orlando and, and South Florida, uh, I believe, in Miami. Uh, I could be wrong on that one. Um, but they are a couple hours apart and yeah, it's, it's an I four drive, couple hour drive and you're at the other team stadium and, and you're ready to whoop ass and take names. And, oh man, it's, I mean, for, for a small team rivalry, which neither of us really had other than army Navy, maybe, um, oh, yeah. I mean, there's no, nothing like it. Two pride. teams that, I, actually, I mean, you yeah, go out there and fight for pride knowing that kind of on most occasions, you're probably not as far as we know, fighting here, for a we national really care championship. About USF. And we don't really know anything about them other than Jim being referred to sometimes as drive through you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of the Florida teams are, there's too many down here, Um, but South Florida and, and UCF and, even FAU with Lane Kiffin as the coach has really, really turned some of these Florida programs around. But the war on I four, I mean, what what else do you want from a rivalry? You've got you've got geographical closeness. You've got I mean, probably one of the coolest the rivalry names, other than maybe the Red River rivalry. Florida is but very it's just much so a heavy. It's whew, recruiting it's, hotbed. It's like one, it really is. Florida, Texas, and California what? teams from all over come down to get them oh, you're definitely so when you're uh, at the lower end of the totem pole like uh, both of those teams are you're fighting over like those quality guys you really want and a lot of those guys probably played high school against each other they probably played high school together so it's really good to see a rivalry like that have that homey feel and all the players are familiar with each other wow high praise yeah, it's it's in. I mean, in my opinion, it's the second best rivalry in in all of college football. But uh, with that, and <laughs> yeah, I praise for the for the little boys, right? But uh, I'll tell you what two teams. Hate all right, you. we are we're coming to the end here. We've got awesome. we've got one more left. This is for is this is for everything. This is two teams that you State think hate each other the I absolute think, most. Oh my god, we we fucking hate each other, dude. Like. <laughs> goes right. beyond the funny traditions of just like taping your X's <laughs> all, right, all so. over anything that says am like anytime you get these two teams on the field <laughs> the games are so. great like they just hate each other it's that bitter it's that passion we want this is the only game on our schedule that matters i would gladly go 1-11 if that one was against the buckeyes i'm not lying to you at all okay maybe two and ten i have to beat michigan state but Ohio State has become this monolith in the <laughs> Big Ten because Michigan. If you want to go anywhere, you gotta go through. Well, you gotta go through the horseshoe. You just gotta do it. And Harbaugh hasn't been able to get it done, but I'm hoping he gets it done. I'm hoping, but Ohio State's just that big overdog. And Michigan, they have so many people in the media that are almost bought and paid for that just keep picking them and pulling for them, and that attracts the Michigan recruits. <laughs> 
that attracts good guys. And these two guys, they hate each other. Ohio State gets players that Michigan specifically aren't looking at. Michigan does the same for Ohio. So it's just that bitterness towards the Buckeyes, the Wolverines, that, hey, they didn't want you. Go kick their ass for 60 minutes. <laughs> Is dog Well, I will. Uh, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this before I start uh, my number one. Uh, I think the Ohio State Michigan rivalry, uh, especially this year and especially on the Michigan sideline, is going to have the stakes that raised you know what? Uh, exponential that amounts. And I'm going to go State, ahead and predict but I also that don't if want Harbaugh Michigan to loses anymore. to Ohio State this year, but that Jim Harbaugh keep will no longer be the coach. The Buckeyes. You mean to tell me they don't go to the playoff <laughs> because we beat them? Oh my goodness! I would never shut my mouth. I would no, never that's, do it. That... <laughs> oh no, it'll happen. I'll be one of those most. I'll be one of the most arrogant fans you've ever seen. I'll just open up everything oh, by, "Hey, yeah, go well, blue." <laughs> hopefully they lose then, because uh, I don't need you talking about Michigan too much. Well, on the on the opposite side, you know, you you chose your Michigan Wolverines, and I'm of course going to choose uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, which I can't say too much about this year because unfortunately my my Florida Gators um, did not come out and play well at all or win. But this rivalry has just about everything you want in a rivalry. I mean, you've got you've obviously got the pregame, postgame trash talk. Um, I actually ended up breaking my TV remote when I saw that uh, Florida took too much time off the clock and was not going to get the ball back. Uh, I accidentally broke my TV remote. But you've got on-field brawls. You've got players. I mean, these these rosters are always loaded with NFL talent, usually on the defensive side. But, I mean, you had Tim Tebow back in the early 2000s. You've had Herschel Walker on the team before. I mean, these – some of the best names to ever do it have played in this rivalry. It is insane. Some of the best coaches to ever do it as well. I mean, right now you've got got uh, Dan Mullen and um, Kirby Smart and Mark Richt before Kirby Smart, and you had Urban Meyer at Florida. And I, I mean, agree with you. If you I want star-studded, totally, it, it go out, beat your rival, make the playoffs, national but champion, national championship. Uh, this is this it's is where it half happens. blue and orange, half red. And it's just an absolute fight for all 60 minutes. Like, you can see how badly each side wants it. Like, and it's not necessarily what I'm trying to say is that some rivalries are only good because the teams are good and there's a lot on the line. And that's a rivalry. But no, Florida, Georgia, they want to beat each other and they always bring it, man. They always do. Quick shout out to the NCAA. If you what, fucking move the, the Florida Georgia game out of Jacksonville, we will personally have issues. I will personally come find whoever the fuck did that and I will kill you. Keep it in fucking Jacksonville. Yeah, they're they're talking about um I know at one point they were talking about uh doing it completely away and having Florida, you know, at Florida at Georgia, and now they're thinking about doing it uh one year will be in Jacksonville, and then they'll go 
to UF and then they'll go back to Jacksonville and then they'll go to Georgia and Jacksonville and rotate it like that. Just keep it in Jacksonville. Georgia's just not. complaining because I mean, they think they're losing, it's you know, really fucking a money recruits. issue. But I mean, I they mean, do lose Georgia a weekend every two years to, to have school visits, but they could probably keep buy it. the I mean, cities come they're on. in with their athletic department budgets. Yeah, it's the I know it's a Georgia thing. I haven't heard too many complaints about it from from the Florida side, not just trying to be, you know, a fuck you Georgia person, but it it really seems to be Kirby Smart and yeah, Georgia no, pushing for for that week extra weekend every two years to, to get recruits because they do lose a home game. I but do wish that Michigan I, that shouldn't Ohio matter State when you're Florida and when you're Georgia. Honest. But the only neutral site in the area is in Ford Field, and that's a factory of sadness for us Lions fans. We don't need that either. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We go to college football to escape the fact our pro teams are terrible. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a yes, Dolphins fan, so we don't really have a factory of happiness anywhere. So, as part of one of my top five favorite rivalries, but I knew you were going to touch on that. So <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here. That's why we started this podcast. Spend too much time on. I have the um, Copper Country. The Arizona versus Arizona State rivalry. That's always something I want to tune into whenever I get the chance. Clemson versus South Carolina. That's one I actually kind of like. I don't know why. I honestly don't. I really do. TCU and Baylor, the smaller schools in Texas, they always play a great game. They always do. Last week they were Ooh, uh, 9 to 9 <laughs> and heading into overtime before they. Scored more points in overtime than they scored the whole game on route to a Baylor win. Penn State, Minnesota, great game. <laughs> Roll the boat! <laughs> and I think there's one I am <laughs> missing, but I can't yeah. seem to think of it. So I guess it wasn't really that good. Do you have any other mentions or any baby. other uh, rivalry games you want to tune into? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think most of the rivalries. Um, I think you or, um, you or I touched on. Uh, I think Florida Tennessee is one that everyone needs to watch. Um, I think that when Georgia goes to meet Auburn in the SEC, that's usually a big one, even if it's not for you know national implications. Um, I, I liked I like A and M playing any of those schools. Um, that they used to play before they left the Big 12 with, you know, Texas oh, Tech. Do. I like Texas the, the Texas rivalries. Any school state. in Texas I mean, playing unreal. another school in Texas. I mean, <laughs> I do we say it means more Oklahoma in the SEC, but in Texas, I think that ooh, boy, do they love their football. Is Nebraska's, I think one of their biggest mistakes was leaving the Big 12. I really, truly believe that. That that isn't we'll, for sure. We'll, we, I think has, at the uh, end of each each podcast, we'll spend of, like uh, maybe ten fifteen minutes talking about some interesting, you know, really bullshit topic, of money and, uh, and that can definitely be one of them in the future. As, they're serious in the SEC. They might they're not the best, but they're serious. Nebraska, they never had that moment, and I truly think that, that was a terrible thing. So maybe topic for another pod. But for now, <laughs> we're an hour. A lot of change. Oh, just extra stoppage time. It's all good. 
Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we're only <laughs> we're only an hour and thirty eight minutes in. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think for the uh, for a first pod, yeah, you know, Anthony, obviously really after some good. So, nice uh, editing, you guys will only hear everybody. the the best <laughs> parts. But uh, one. I think for a first pod, uh, you know, this There's is a good somebody, good stopping point. Somewhere that has to appreciate something. Is it just me? Who knows? Who cares? But. <laughs> Yeah, thank hopefully there's somebody listening to it. All right. See you. <laughs> All righty, but uh yeah, we'll be back next week.